2: Real quick, before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk, and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have John Adams. Hey,
3: John. Hi, John.
0: What's going on, guys? How you doing? (laughs)
3: Good. So we're fans of what you got going Big on, and we're very excited to get into all of it. But before we do, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? People may not know who you are, and give us a background on yourself and how you got into photography.
4: Definitely. Firstly, thank you for having me on. Like I said a second ago, but me and y'all go way back. Like I <laughs> honestly, shortly after I discovered film photography, I discovered y'all's podcast because oh, you know you're trying to learn everything. Mm-hmm. At once, you yeah. know, so yeah, it's full circle. Really cool. But yeah. um, Yeah. My name is John uh, Adams. I'm from Chicago, but really raised in Atlanta. That's where I currently live. I try and um split time between Atlanta and New York, but I live in Atlanta. And um yeah, I do um portrait and fashion photography for the most part. I kind of started photography back in 2017, I'd say. It kind of coincided with a new job. Um, I applied to an airline and got a job as a flight attendant oh cool awesome yeah yeah, yeah. but is that one
3: of those jobs where you're like no it's not cool
4: it's it, <laughs> it can be but i say most days it's not cool yeah. <laughs>
3: right, customer gotcha. service so we hear gotcha. you yeah
4: yeah it's like it's, it's glamorized customer service you know yeah what I mean? yeah but what it did do was open up the world to me right yeah. so like i was able to start seeing things i'd never seen before like i'd never really seen mountains before like between wow. illinois and georgia like you, you see the blue ridges and the smokies, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I was 22 when was the first time I saw like actual mountains. I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is wild. Yeah. So, um, yeah. um, yeah, I bought a little, what was it? A Canon Rebel T1i, T2i, one of those. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm about to take this thing everywhere I go. So I figured out how this works. So I literally would take it everywhere, like the grocery store, <laughs> the church, throw it in my luggage. Like it would everywhere with me. And, um, I would just shoot everything. And, um, I initially thought, because I'm seeing all these new like locations around the country, I was like, I think I want to do landscape. I think that's like my thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm already around people. I don't want to photograph people. Like, I think that's for <laughs> me. And what? yeah, then yeah, <laughs> then of course I, I photograph people, and I'm like, oh no, I I really like this because um, landscapes, you know, they they don't talk to you, they don't interact with mm-hmm. you. And there's the beauty into that where you can kind of frame a landscape however you want. But there's a certain magic to like photogra- photographing a, a person that I just really connected with. And mm. um yeah, I'd say I didn't start taking any good photos probably until 2020 when we were all lock- locked at yeah. home. And I was like, let me really try to like focus on this and, and practice and learn. But yeah, I mean, that was really in my intro into just learning photography, just like getting this job, traveling and shooting everything I saw all the time
3: so where did it i know you said you started photographing people but where did it really like how so you the digital camera was the gateway right and then where where Mm -hmm. where did you happen upon a film camera that kind of changed i mean because
0: yeah
3: the rb67 work is just like
4: stunning (laughs) so thank you yeah i'd say um it it was shortly after so i bought that little canon and then probably in winter of 2018 uh this guy named timmy like, I can't say he's my friend, but someone I know then I mean, Timmy, he posted a Canon AE1 on Instagram. Mm. And I was like, what is that? I was like, I've never seen anything like that before. Was, you know, the silver body. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. The, Classic. Yeah. You know, just, I was like, it was like a moth to a, a lamb. I was like, I need to know whatever that is. <laughs> and so I asked him, like, what is that camera? I was like, oh, the Canon AE1. It's a film camera. It's like, film camera. All right. And yeah, I, I think that was like probably March of 2018. I bought that camera and, um, that was it like mm-hmm. that was i think the moment where like i was like oh yeah like, I, I understand now because like when i had the the canon camera i couldn't edit like i don't i'm like three months in right so i don't know what's going on pictures right, are awful right, right. <laughs> yeah, i just have yeah. awful raw files i'm like yeah. okay what's happening but when i start shooting that canon and the scans would come back i was like oh like this is something's different about this mm-hmm. i really connected with that and so that was the snowball that started like the big effect of me kind of really diving the film. Like I had that and then I think I got a Yashica, what's it called? The, um, the mat, the 124, the mm-hmm. 6x6 camera. Yep. Yep. I got, got one of those. That was my first medium format camera. yeah I got an RB and I got an RZ. <laughs> and then I actually, uh, I actually traded the RZ for a Mia 7 a little oh. while back, which is a great trade. I must say. But I had both at the same time, the RB and the RZ. So I just kind of, I was like, I don't need both of these. I thought I needed both, but I didn't. So mm-hmm. just kind of been rocking with the RB. And um, really, I think once I got the RB, I realized that portraits are for me. If yeah. that makes sense, Like, because I was still figuring it out up to that point, And I was like, oh, you know, taking pictures of people is cool. But when I got that RB, I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do.
3: It's funny when you when you think it's going to be one way, right? I guess really mm. with anything in life, you're like, I, I always am like, I know how I'm going to feel about this. And then I'm like, that's not how I feel at all. <laughs> that's not exactly you know? how
4: I feel. Yeah. That,
3: and and to, it, it, for me, it was in photography school. We had the choice of having a portrait portfolio, a commercial portfolio, or a split of both. And I only ever photographed people. But for whatever reason, I don't know if somebody was like, well, maybe... You should do both just to have two things that that you could present if you're trying Mm -hmm. to get work. And I know in my heart, I was like, but I photograph people. Right. So and I ended up doing both like a a portraits and commercial portfolio. But I always think that even now I'm kind of coming back to, no, I'm a portrait photographer. You Mm -hmm. know, we we all get like distracted with like, oh, I got to shoot weddings. I got to do this. I got to do that but whatever's going to, the jobs, that's going to pay the bills or whatever. But being true to like, no, like stick with your this gut. You I know do. what I mean? This is what I do.
4: Yeah, that's the hard part because I feel like trying to make portrait photography viable, like financially viable is like mm-hmm. hard, you know? Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, I'm like, nah, that's what I'm meant to do. So you just kind of got to take that L and like r- deal with it, you know? But yeah. it's easy to do like, nah, I'm going to do the weddings or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else it might be. But at the core of it, it's like, no, I this is where I derive my passion from right like capturing a a person
2: yeah i i just feel like the cuz i i landscapes have been so frustrating for me lately because i i do you know i kind of just do what i want i don't have like a i do this type of thing and mm-hmm. since moving back to Pennsylvania and where I was living in a, you know, an awesome tourist town where I could take a lot of portraits and there were a lot mm-hmm. of people that needed portraits. And, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm just trying to scheme in my mind all the time of like, how can I work with people again when mm-hmm. one, I I kind of don't. Like I'm not even involving myself in the old crew of people because I, I don't need those mm. people. That's why I left this place. You know, I'm not trying <laughs> well, to get back yeah. into the groove of those people again. Noth- nothing against any of you if you're listening. It's just, it's, <laughs> I'm just trying to do something new, guys. But it's <laughs> it's it's weird because I used to love walking around and taking shots of moody, dark house shots or mm-hmm. really pretty farmhouse shots. And it's like now that stuff does nothing for me. And I feel like I'm... yeah.
4: You're really good at that kind of work, though. You're, oh, you're thanks, really, thank you.
2: Thank yeah, you, I,
4: you really tap into something like the moody house. No, yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely a, a good lane for you. Oh, two, well, so. thank
2: you. I, I mean, I try. I still do enjoy it, but it's just like I do miss that sprinkle of like working with people. Like, there's just something that you can't, you know, when you're shooting portraits and you're in the zone and you're it, it's there. It's so mm. good. Like, it's so much
4: fun. I, yeah. Yeah, the, the connection there is hard to. Experience explain mm-hmm. you know but it makes when i see a portrait i shot sure i can like tell you exactly like what the weather was like that day
2: mm-hmm.
4: you know like how exactly that that shoot went that session went because there's just a connection at least yeah. for me when that portrait is made it's like yeah like that's, that's a moment in time you know and i feel like in with landscapes and other types of photography it's a bit different but yeah it's just it really kind of makes an imprint i think mm-hmm.
3: now i noticed you you kind of brand yourself as also a creative director can you can you walk us through like like do you conceptualize your shoots when you reach to do like reach out to somebody when you approach like what's what's your uh i guess your work flow when it comes to that kind of thing
4: um if i'm coming to a model with an idea mm-hmm. uh, i usually i say most of the time try to have a clear idea of what it is i want them to do what it's going to look like and who's going to be involved and that's kind of where the creative direction mm-hmm. comes into play. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, Hey, like I had this idea where you're going to be kind of like alone in a diner and, uh, mm. you're going to be like dressed up.
0: Yeah.
4: Like someone kind of stood you up on a date and, um, we're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to look real like kind of like dejected. And, um, I know the designer who's going to style you that kind of thing. So I'm like, yeah. this is the idea. Do you want to create it with me? And so yeah, that's usually cause. Shoot, like it's all about personal work, right? Like kind of creating mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. your ideas are, and um, I think all of us are creative directors when it comes down to it. No, I was going to say,
3: I was like, wow, wait, am I a creative director?
4: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's—I guess it's like a fancy t- kind of term, but yeah. I'm like, no, like if you're bringing your idea, you're mm-hmm. the—you're really producing this project, right? Yeah, like that's what you're doing, and people get paid a lot of money to do the same thing for big brands and everything, but I we're know. all doing it.
3: It's crazy to think about. I mean, I used to do it back when I was shooting mostly, like before I found my way back to film, I would photograph bands and I would... Be like, okay, so I want to shoot in this diner and I want to like, or this movie theater. I have this, I know this movie yeah. theater that's like an old movie theater. We're going to sit, like I brought a fog machine. Like you used to bring fog machines yes. to shoot. It's like, what the Uh-oh. heck, you know? You were
4: doing it, Chris. You were I, doing I, I, it. I mean. But,
3: but now like, it's funny because I'm like, this is the kind of work I've talked about on past shows. Like I'm ready to get back yeah, into that kind yeah. of like band photography and stuff. But I'm like so scared mm-hmm. because it's been so long, you know? And I know I just have to reach out to that one person to be like, okay, this is my idea. Do you want to do it? Like, it'll only take you this long. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> I'll give you the photos after,
4: yeah. you know. I mean, it streamlines everything too, right? Like when you do go to the the band or the model with mm-hmm. the most information possible, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of, there's less stress on shoot day. The, yeah. oh, like, well, Chris already told us
2: yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole
4: idea, you know, yeah. so let's just show up and, and knock it out. You're not really figure, figuring anything out on that day. You know what I mean?
3: Another question for you. Uh, mm. you're getting my juices flowing down <laughs> <John>, so sorry <laughs> um, like have you ever had like a shoot that you planned to the T go off the rails because one time I don't know if I ever told the story on the show but I was supposed to photograph a band in a field and we woke up that morning and it was a blizzard oh. and I, t- I texted them and was mm. like so and they're like are we still on do you want to still do it and I was like yes let's go and we drove like literally I had I we rode to, drove to the field we were all way in our cars like with a heat turned up we would, we would run out we would drag my light on a boom with a beauty dish. We would b- fire, ba blah 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 blah, fire off, like run back in the car, like oh rub like, my hands. And it's uh, still to this day, like w- one of my favorite images I've ever taken because it was in- insane. But it also it's like a band in the middle of a blizzard in a field, like but that like energy, a real like, blizzard.
4: that's in the picture. You know what I mean? Like all that energy and yeah. all that just franticness Without that, the images wouldn't be the same. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I yeah. That's something, I'm trying to think. So I remember I there this one shoot I did with a friend, um, he's a model in Atlanta named Rashad. And, um, he used to work for the park service. So there's this like state park, uh, here in Atlanta and it has this really awesome lake. I had never been there before, but he was like, man, I know this lake. The whole idea behind the shoot we planned together was he's going to be in the water with these like flowers, like mm-hmm. kind of like, we glued them to a shirt basically, but we we're like, are right, you going to be like a flower boy, like in, in, like a flower child? Right. So we're like, yeah, let's go to the water. And basically, he didn't remember where it was, like this lake. It's not like a clear trail. You have to literally kind of cut through trees and stuff mm. to get to this place. So we're literally hiking through. I got like my camera bag and I don't know. There's like mosquitoes and spider oh, It Turns geez. into a horror yeah. movie. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Man.
4: Yeah. So the sun's like setting and it turns into this thing where we shot three rows. In like I don't know 15 minutes because mm. the sun's going down. Yeah, I'm like all right, uh, going into the water. I can't go that far. I'm gonna get the camera where I'm holding the RV like right above the water, <laughs> like trying to like not drop it. The sun's going down. There's ants, mosquitoes, awful. Like I'm and I'm I'm not even an outdoor kind of guy. Like I'm like you. Yeah, lucky yeah. I'm yeah. even out here right now. <laughs> but um, but like you said, that shoot is like one of my favorites. Like you it's know just, it goes. Like, That's the, crazy. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the lighting was perfect. I'm like the lake was perfect and just that energy was in it and the way he kind of translated it into his like facial expression and he kind of feels serene even though the whole process wasn't serene me knowing that i'm like this is beautiful Mm -hmm. perfect wouldn't have had it any other way you know Yeah,
3: it's so it's it's, like i said you can plan down to the the minute but i feel like sometimes it just goes a completely different way and then that's ends up being even better than you thought, you know?
4: hmm yeah.
2: I was just going to ask, are all your shots kind of planned out like that? Like, do you have, like, a, do you go in with a the theme pretty much all the time, or sometimes you just kind of roll in and you're like, let's just see what happens type thing? Mm.
4: Yeah, man, I wish I was that creative to have a a whole idea every time. I, Me too. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it is hard. I mean, I'm, I was just talking about that with a friend today. Like, I think necessary to work with someone.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And that can be anybody uh, who has ideas because I mean, when you're in a rut, there's someone else there who is like, oh man, I have this great idea that I love to bring to life. So I think just working with those around you who you see eye to eye with creatively mm-hmm. and so you can bounce ideas off of helps bring everyone up. Because no, I, I don't have ideas for every single shoot, but a lot of times someone else will have an idea and that's kind of where we'll go. Maybe the model, maybe a different creative director, um, could be like a, a producer or even like even a designer someone who makes clothes and they're like hey like I made this piece this is kind of what I wanted to do with it I'm like yeah, great yeah cool because I wouldn't know where to take that so I appreciate you like having a, a vision and as long as y'all kind of see eye to eye on what what that vision is it usually makes great yeah. work you know what I mean
3: I also think it's it's beneficial to have both both skills because I did a shoot for MTV News where we had I had to photograph one of the, the stars in this movie and we were just around the hotel. So, and we didn't mm-hmm. have, I didn't have that long. I had maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So I had to wow. like bang out a bunch of different looks in this, in this area. And I had to be like, okay, over here, do this over here. And then over here, like you just, I had to work with what was there, mm. you know,
4: that has to have been stressful.
3: It, it was, but also that was what, so I'm not, <sighs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about like having confidence, Cause I just said how like I'm scared to like get back into what, to what I really want to do with photography. But on that day I just knew I had a moment with somebody on like a makeup artist was like, Oh, well the light's not good over there. And the light was perfect mm. over there. And I was like, I know because I'm the photographer. So right. in that moment I had the confidence and I knew I only had a limited time and I just kind of went out of my body and I You're got right. it we, done. We gotta
4: do this. Yeah. And I was
3: very proud of, the work that i captured in that limited time in that weird situation you know
4: that's that's the i think that's that's like when you really become a photographer right when yeah. you're like not leaning on like you're like oh like what do you think like should we you're like yeah, no oh, like oh
3: yeah 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 i was like it. i had to take the lead i had to cuz everybody was looking at me you know mm-hmm. and i wasn't going to let this other guy put me in a bad spot to where my photos are going to mm-hmm. look bad i walked out of there like vibrating <laughs> like walking to my car like whoa i just did that
4: it's yeah i mean because that's what like that's i think photographers apart right it's like kind of you being brave enough to Mm -hmm. take that step and shoot something the way you want to do it and nothing else matters like no like this is what we're going to do yeah and it's scary especially like especially working with film right because you're like I can't show you what to look like, but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but believe yeah, me,
3: that was that was digital for on that day. So I had and, the luxury of being like, "See everybody, it looks great." <laughs> right,
4: right. Trust me, but still, you got to be like kind of brave to like do that. I know, like for me, I'd want to. I try to ask myself, like, okay, like how can I convey a certain emotion or a certain feeling? Because like people resonate with mm-hmm. you know photos based on how they feel. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think if you can really tap into what you're trying to convey other people will feel that too you know
2: i think you you have you have a solid i feel like your yeah. your work is very cohesive it it it, it definitely kind of is
4: wow i don't yeah. thank you <laughs>
2: really? <laughs> I, really really yeah
4: no no i don't i really don't
3: i guess that's i mean that just comes with we're our own critics, worst critics yeah. and yep. we always yep. yeah
4: but i appreciate that i feel honestly. like but i
3: we you're You are very intentional about the aesthetic and what you're trying to convey with your work. Can you talk to us about that a little bit?
4: Yeah, for me, I guess the intentionality comes from when I was first getting into portrait photography, um I started following all the the big Instagram portrait pages that mm-hmm. post like curated work from people all over the world. I just saw a lack of diversity. I was like, yeah. there's no black people on these pages, like yeah. hardly ever. I was like, yeah. why though? Because I'm in Atlanta, which is a very diverse city, mhm-. And I, I, it, I go Anna. outside my door. It's great. I, <laughs> yeah. I go outside the house and I'm like, okay, I'm seeing creatives down here making incredible work, but how come I go online? I have to yep. sift eight pages before I see someone of color, right? So I was like, I am just going to do my part and try and make us look just as good as these editorials I'm seeing every day on Instagram. Um So that, that was my spark, mm. really. Yeah. To, I was like, let me just make the cleanest, most like honest work I can make from my own perspective. And, um, I guess through that, there is a bit of cohesiveness there. Definitely. Um, yeah. because that is, that's what I try to do. Yeah. It's just it's important. I'm like, well, yeah, we just need more diversity in, in, in the art. Right. So anyway, I can help do that. That's kind of what I want to do. Just help make sure that every story is kind of out there. Every face.
3: Well, you're doing a fantastic job. Like I said, when when I first we were looking into to your work and stuff, I was like, "This is so good and so important." And yeah, so you're 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 doing a great job.
4: Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Appreciate it.
3: So, you also are you a contributor to what is it? Shoot with film.
4: Yes. Talk um, to us about
3: that because you're also kind of a of an educator, right?
4: Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kathleen, she's great. She runs uh shoot it with film. And, um, she reached out to me, I guess that was probably 2020, maybe, maybe 2021. Um, but she was just like, Hey, would you want to, I think she asked me if I'd want to maybe come on as a guest, uh, writer just to Mm -hmm. like contribute an article. And I was like, "About what? I don't don't (laughs) know what I'm talking about. She was like, I'm "I'm sure you know something. I had just gotten the RZ, the Mamiya RZ67. And she was like, well, uh, you know, how about you do a review on that? I was like, all right, cool. So did a write up. And um, after that, she was like, Oh, would you want to just regularly give us an article every month or two? And I was like, I honestly don't know what I'm going to write about. But if you see the potential, I'll Ooh, gladly like help. That. So mm. yeah. So it, I literally asked her all the time, I'm like Kathleen, what should I write about? She has a billion ideas. I'm like, I don't, I know there's stuff that people need to know, but sometimes it's hard for me to figure that out. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's fun because I think, like when I was learning film photography and trying to learn everything, mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. be difficult to get all the information. That's yeah. why I like this podcast so much, because there's there's a lot of gatekeeping out there, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll try and ask someone something and they'll act like they don't know, which, you know, whatever, that's fine. People do that for different reasons. But um I learned through DMing a lot of people. I got a lot of no's and a lot of being ignored. But a lot of great people answer my questions back when I was just starting out, and that's I remember all of them. Like, um, you guys had a guy on here, Joe Perry, oh, a yeah. while back.
3: Yeah, yeah, my buddy Joe. Dude,
4: dude great guy. He, mm-hmm. I remember back in like probably 20 uh nineteen, twenty twenty. I just see him. I'm like, hey man, I heard you on Analog Talk. Uh, cast you a question, and he's the best. He'd actually answer. In a, in a world, in a sea of people who just ignore you, like people like that, answer your um your question. So, but you did with them. I was like, I know what it's like to not be able to get your question answered. So, if I do know something mm-hmm. to help. Yeah. maybe try and you know provide that whatever even if it's small like how how to like this camera how to like the mamiya rz yeah. i can tell you that no problem
3: and i i think that's great because because of all the gatekeeping which is a huge bummer but there's there's sometimes like even i i'm like i need a refresher on whatever you know i'm like I need to, I'm trying to master zone focusing right now. We had Pauly B on. I'm like, I got to figure out how to shoot my Leica without having to, you know, rangefinder patch. I want to just run and mm, gun with that yeah. thing. So I've been watching mm-hmm. a ton of videos on, on how to zone focus. And I just think that we're not hurting anybody or hurting our, ourself by helping people, you know? It's just so not. weird.
4: We could all look at the same motto or mountain and we could all take a picture of it. all going to look different. Totally. We're all different people. we've been
3: on photo walks where we see the same photo taken and it's like we get them all back like wow that looks completely different everybody shot it differently like
4: exactly what a concept that's what kills me i'm like dude you telling me i don't know what camera was used is not going to destroy your career (laughs) you know like (laughs) just just tell me the camera you know
3: (laughs) i'm not gonna book any more work if i tell this person what camera i used
4: oh my god it's crazy (laughs) but yeah so i've been writing for them like i said like I guess it's been probably, I don't really know when to start. I think it was 2020, but probably two years, maybe a year and a half. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been good. I think the last article I did was about color correction, mm-hmm. um, for film negatives because a, a lot of people take their negatives as is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they'll, yeah. you know, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But they'll be like, oh, something's wrong with my camera. I'm like, oh, well, you know, the film scan, the lab scan is just kind of mm-hmm. like a translation of your negative. You could probably coax it back to where you want it to be like a lot of people are like kind of struggle with that so um i think that was pretty helpful uh, you, you can remove the green and you're not cheating you know yeah <laughs> yeah take the green out the magenta like it's okay yeah you can do that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
2: that's- yeah. I guess people do forget that you know when when we had dark rooms, when that's all we had, you know, people heavily mm-hmm. man- manipulated things in the dark room. I mean, yeah. they they would clone mm-hmm. things out. You know, cloning wasn't just a yeah. Photoshop thing. You know, that was created in a dark room. <laughs> like you know, we we edit <laughs> right. these things. There's you know the film is just a baseline of the image you know you're just right i think that's really important I, I i went through a little phase where i was like the tough guy about you know not showing my frame lines and not editing it <laughs> mm-hmm. but then the last like zine i did i can't even tell you how much i edited those photos it was crazy i edited the crap out of them because i all want them to mm-hmm. i wanted it to all kind of look the same and all have a like a you have to right. if you want to kind of get a style on seven
4: especially in like portrait and like fashion work i'm like you guys are naive if you think these photos are edited i'm like even if it's even if it's just retouching right it's way more than that but even if it's just that that's editing so i'm like it's hard to preach like no like raw film i'm like nothing is raw raw anything professional you see it's it's right it's just it, it is you know so,
3: so are you somebody, do you take it through the whole process? Do you develop, do you shoot it, develop, scan it? Or do you?
4: So in 2020, I like, I was like, I'm gonna learn how to develop film. Like it's, it's time I'm in the mm-hmm. house. So I bought all the stuff. And I started developing just black and white. And then, um, honestly, because uh, I was like, I have time to figure it out. And um, I actually learned from shoot it with film, like another contributor did a couple articles on how to develop at home, how to scan at home. and so. I still develop black and white at home um, just because it's yeah. easy, like mm-hmm. really easy. And I'll scan that at home. For a while, I was developing color at home and scanning that at home. But um I find it really hard to get it really, really right. Like I mm-hmm. was having color shifts and I bought a sous vide and everything. I tried everything, but I just, that temperature isn't exactly right. Like I, yeah. So I was messing up people's pictures because like the <laughs> skin is like magenta going yeah. on. And I was yeah. like, nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. So, you really just go to labs now. And even I was even doing like just develop only at the labs and scanning at home, but
3: yeah.
4: it's so time consuming. Yeah. So, I just, I just kind of spend the money and I like, know. go to the lab, have them do it. And it does cost a lot now, but at least I have my time back. Right. Like, when you get to scan in 35, like your weekend yep. is gone.
3: Yeah. You know
4: what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. So, yeah, it's black and white still i will still doing it at the house, but everything else, especially professional work or paid work, it's going yeah. to a lab. Yeah, that makes sense. You know,
2: now with now with the price, you know, the price jump in film has developing gone up as well, or because I I've never even sent a role to a lab in my life. I have no idea what that world is. Has have the prices really? changed on that? Isn't that
3: crazy.
4: Wait, are you for real? You've never uh,
3: sent... well, okay.
2: Oh, let me, let me rewind a little bit. So when I when I started getting back into it, <laughs> well, Walgreens doesn't yeah, count. That, that, that was it. You know,
3: well, I, that doesn't I would, count. You know, oh, do,
2: yeah, yeah, and yeah.
3: I, we're talking about like no, a lab. No,
2: I've never right like an actual yeah. dedicated. No, I, I just roll with it. And, and like you're saying, you're like and color shifts and all that stuff. I want my color to shift. Like I want things to be. It's it's like, yeah, shift yeah. My color. Yeah. I'm like oh, 102. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. It's 102. You know, like. I, I, that's just my thing. I'm just, I don't know if it's my, you know, my punk rock roots or something. I don't know what it <laughs> no, is. I, I like but that. I, I kind of like skimming on the edge and then until you like pull the roll out and there's no images on it because, you know, I've, I've been using the same <laughs> yeah. chemicals for nine months. But other than that, it, uh,
4: oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the prices have definitely gone up. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I think here in New York, I like this lab called um Bleecker Digital in Soho. Mm. And I, man, I think they charge like it's got to be like twenty three a old you know? Ooh. Yeah, it's yeah. getting up there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm not even shooting like I used to, yeah. just because it was way cheaper. Um, But yeah, unless someone else is paying for it, I'm like, uh, I might yeah, have to. Yeah. <laughs> right? The wait, I don't know. Yeah, but I like that. Tem- <laughs> so, we just like roll roll with it, baby. With it. Mean, That's me in Black and White. Like I don't, I barely even check the temperature on like yeah. It's probably good. I tell you the last yeah. time I you checked know?
2: the temperature on Black and White chemicals, I'm just like, eh, yeah. it should be fine." Turn the tap yeah. on, you like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: It's probably good. <laughs>
2: See, with with my black and white, too, I always like to kind of beat the crap out of it when I'm developing it, because I just have it in my mind that it'll be like grittier if I'm like more aggressive Mm -hmm. with it. I don't know if it does anything different or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) I go for it.
4: Punk rock exa- exa- sh- <laughs> thing.
3: Yeah, there you up. go. That's what you need to call yeah, your lab. That That'd be
4: great. <laughs> oh man.
3: So, John, do you find that people are willing to pay for the film when you pro- when you have a project when they hire you for something? I like to ask uh, this question because I'm so curious if clients are like, well, can't you just shoot digital? Or,
4: Oh, uh, that's a good question. In the beginning, no, mm. like not ever. But I'd say now yes, because they know that that's what like 99 percent of my work yeah. is. Yeah. So. They're just kind of like, we want, like, they'll show me a picture from something else I shot. Like, we want to do this. And I'm like, okay, well.
3: You got to pay for it. Here's yeah. The t- I'm like, <laughs> I
4: mean, it's going to be around <laughs> mm-hmm. X amount of dollars depending on how much we shoot. Are you okay with that? You know? And then, yeah. um, yeah, they just say yes or no. I say still with individuals, like, if it's, if it's someone like a, I don't know, if it's like someone with a clear direction of what they want or with a team behind them, usually mm-hmm. there's, it's no issue. But if it's a, an individual it can still be right. an issue because right. they're just like oh i thought you're just taking the picture i'm like yeah i am but
3: yeah you know
4: we're gonna shoot like two roles and i gotta get them developed and you want them by like next week so i gotta rush it yeah and then, yeah, like, yeah you know so i'm like it's gonna cost you a bit more so that can be an issue sometimes and sometimes i'll eat the cost if it's something yeah. i believe in mm-hmm. i'm like well like, let's just shoot like it's gonna cost me money but obviously it's not really about the money i just don't want to necessarily you lose money all the time yeah right i think with photography you do Mm -hmm. a lot but i don't if i can kind of not it's always good
3: yeah especially when i'm I'm talking about like revamping my whole portfolio i'm i'm already like trying to calculate like this is going to cost a bit of money here because i do want it to have you know to be on film to like Mm. you know the kind of work that i want to eventually get hired for is the kind of work i need to make and present so
4: Mm -hmm. I
3: have to eat it in the beginning
2: yeah i've Yeah, I've always I've (laughs) always been that. See, that's what uh, I I just I feel like I have the like the business entrepreneur inside of me, like it is there. And it's like, I feel like I could and I still do as much as I've said on this show a million times. I'm sure you're all sick of me saying it, that like paid work is just terrifying to me and that I want nothing to do with it. I mean, I'm just being a baby. And like, I do want to do paid (laughs) work because I'll tell you, those were some of the best times I've ever had. With photography was, you know, having those people put their engagement photos or their senior photos or their restaurant photos and and stuff like that on me and they wanted me mm. to do it because they loved what I did and I I had such a problem with the fear that comes along with it because I just wasn't experienced enough I didn't go to school to do it I wasn't always shooting portraits and stuff mm-hmm. because as you can tell if you look at my Instagram or something like that like I'm a mixed bag so like I uh mm-hmm. what do they say uh what is that something master of none what's that uh i can't yeah. i can't think <laughs> of it
4: uh. uh jack of all yeah, yeah, well, yes that that whole that whole yeah,
2: thing yeah. where it's I just think. like I could, and if I I feel like if I honed in because I've been thinking lately just being so creatively drained and frustrated and upset mm-hmm. and because I'm just like out of my element and I feel like I haven't still you know got in the groove of of what I want to shoot and what I want to be when I grow up I'm 41 so <laughs> I got to figure it out soon but yeah. like it's <laughs> no, guess, it's, um, it's like one of those things I'm thinking. <laughs> man well i have a bunch of like you know old friends that have kids and like i would love to capture like family moments with them kind of like mm. you know brooke that we've had on the show and that did yeah you did yeah. photos with her right with your son yeah yeah like stuff yeah. like that i could i i'm i love kids and like i love you know family stuff i i feel like i could really get in a groove of doing that you know
3: what timothy and because because i th- Like, your style would look so cool, like documentaries.
4: That would be really different because, man, you Google, like, family photography, you know exactly, like, know going like, but if you yeah. were doing it, that's what I want to
2: do. Like the concert yeah. photography family session, you know what I mean? Like the the, the rock yeah. and roll yeah. shots at the dirty. Well, you know, not don't bring the baby to the club, but like that's yeah. no, no. I, I just it always cracks me up because when I think of like baby photography and child photography and stuff, I just think of those photos that are like you know the spaghetti pot with the baby sitting in it, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, 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 Like yeah. wrapped yeah. up in a, they're all swaddled in a thing. It's like it that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. scares me like i would not want to take an infant and me like too. dangle it off a damn spaghetti <laughs> pot <laughs> nah.
4: <laughs> nah, yeah. i don't know
2: i'm just trying to i i'm so like i'm ready for the next chapter of my photography because i'm always going to do the personal stuff like i'm always going to do that but yeah. like i feel like right. i need to challenge myself because it's been a while since i've I, I need that like anxiety and heart pounding. Am I going to get this right? I'm going to mess this all up. Uh, uh, you know, like, and then it, you nail yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. and then it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I just need one of those. And then you get paid yeah, for exactly, it too. You're like, exactly. What? Exactly. Yes, even, yeah. even
3: better. Even yeah. better.
2: Right. So, this is just. It is terrifying. This is nice. I I really needed this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> cheaper, <laughs> than ther- cheaper than therapy. Cheaper than therapy.
3: Yeah. Right.
4: So, you're kicking the butt to,
2: to get yeah, started. Yeah. 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 start reaching out to people
3: so do you have any this is a good segue do you have any advice for people who are ready to kind of make the leap into you Mm. know you said you you saw something that you 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 wanted to start representing like do you have any advice for for anybody looking to even just get started with something like that just just going out and like setting up a shoot with a model like how do you go about like
4: yeah really uh just just start with literally who is next door to you whoever is mm. right there even if they're not a model quote-unquote yeah, just start with literally whoever you have access to and who will stand there for you. Mm. That's, that's, I think that's how any of us start. Um, yeah. And there's usually, not usually, there's always a beginning model who would love to pose for anyone because someone's always starting out, right? So, right. I mean, you're not going to start shooting, you know, these big, big agency models, these, you know, super models. It's not going to happen, but you start with who you have access to. And that way, if the photos aren't great, it's okay. Like they're starting out, you're starting out, no sweat off anyone's back. You know what I mean? Like that's really what I would do. I, it was just, it was just friends. And then I graduated to, like I said, just beginning models. And then mm-hmm. from there, say if they're with an agency, you can go to the agency, and be Like, Hey, I worked with uh, Chris at the agency. I was hoping to work with Tim now. He's a, you know, okay, is he available? And they may see what you did with Chris. And then they're like, yeah, sure. So you kind of just work your way up to wherever it is you want to be, but not putting pressure on yourself to really get anywhere. Just start with what's in front of you. And much the same when someone asks, "Oh, like, well, what camera should I get? I'm like, just get the cheapest thing you can. Yeah. Like, yep. Right. You only to start out with the Leica. I mean, you can, if you can do that yeah. awesome. but you don't need to. So, yeah, just really ask whoever you can right there, who's on the same level as you. Right, right, and then climb love the steps. It. Yeah, I love it,
2: and I and I think it's so cool too. Just to add to a, to that a little bit, just again with the little bit of portrait stuff that I've done. When you, you know, when you ask a coworker, you know, hey, you, you know, you look cool. I'd love to shoot some photos, and they're like, well, I don't mm-hmm. model, and it's like, yeah, it's not about that. You know what I mean? It's just about you mm-hmm. know taking some photos. You do that a couple of times with some people and you build the courage to actually work with somebody who wants to model man working with somebody going from like posing your friend. To working mm-hmm. with somebody that, like, knows how to turn their face to yeah. the camera and move their body. About- yeah. It's, like, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I remember the first time I worked with yeah. somebody that was, like, a model. And I was, like, I didn't
4: do... It almost Yeah, you I was,
2: like, I didn't even do... Yeah, did, yeah. I, did, did I deserve this? Like,
4: it's... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. You're, like, wait. Makes it yeah. real easy. I wasn't going to ask you to do that, but that looks yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. I've definitely been yeah. there. I'm, like, oh, wow, you actually know what you're doing. This is refreshing. Uh-huh. okay. And not to disparage anyone else. Like it's, it's yeah, really yeah, fun. Yeah. But yeah.
3: So John, you said you split your time between Atlanta and New York. Is that just for, for work or I kind of love the idea of, of being able. Yeah, I wish me too. I, I mean, I didn't, I, I love the idea of being like, I'm going to go to New York and, and work for a little while. Like,
4: uh, yeah. Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah. I really just try to come up here for like just a week or so, like every other month. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of, maintain connections that I already have up yeah. here make new ones try and do work up here like photo yeah. work because there's just a lot of opportunity you know in New York City Um and there is in Atlanta but just differently and sure. so it's just good to just come up have show face meet people work with people I wouldn't see otherwise and then go back home and work on really establishing myself there but in an ideal world I'd be up in New York full time mm.
3: oh yeah
2: me too I
4: would be there in no uh, yeah heartbeat. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's just no place like it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm kind of back and forth. But I really live in Atlanta, like for I guess. Yeah. I'm based in there, but it it helps to um just start conversations by being like, oh, like can I can split time in New York. So if there is a job that I could be hired for, or someone I can meet, I can yeah. make that plan, yeah. and I'll just plan to be there whenever I need to be there. If that makes sense. Definitely.
3: Very in- inspiring.
4: Yeah. yeah. Mm, uh,
3: when it ha- so. When did you say goodbye to being a flight attendant?
4: I'm still doing it. Oh, oh, are you? Yeah.
3: Wow.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's what it's been like about five years now. Yeah, it's um, you gotta pay the bill somehow. But photos, yeah. it aren't yet. Like it pays, it it pays decently when it pays, but it doesn't really pay right, that right. often. So kind of like until that point, gotta got work somewhere, you know.
3: Are there ever? Do you ever go like like? Are you able to take time to like? Oh, I'm gonna be in this city for this amount of time, like book a shoot real quick while you're there kind of thing? Or do you not really have I, that much time? I've literally
4: done that. I was, so this, I don't know when this was, probably 21, 2021. I was literally, I found out the day of, I was going to Santa Barbara and I was like,
1: mm.
4: I'm going to find an agency in that area. <laughs> yes. So I was like on the plane, like bought the wifi. I'm like Googling, like, oh, it's got to yeah, be yeah, someone. Yeah. And between the time I started working that morning, by the time I landed, I'd booked like a shoot with this guy named Luke oh, out love of Santa Barbara it. through his agency. I forget the name of the agency, but yes, yeah, so, I uh, landed and um, got his number and we met on the uh, beach out there and I had no real, there was no plan at all. I was just like, I'm yeah. going to take some photos of somebody out here. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're so cool. You know, it was just, it was really great. But like, that's what I mean. When I shoot portraits, I really just remember everything about that yeah. that day. Like he, uh, he made some great work, shot like some colors from black and white and there's sunset on the beach and just that was it i was like hey man i'll see you around i'll get you the photos as soon as i can john
3: this is that is yeah. so cool yeah. sorry hey, right. like did you travel with your what do you travel with then
4: <laughs> so for a while i was bringing the rb wow. everywhere um wow. but they, it got to be too much i think i was doing that yeah. more out of excitement than actual practicality I was yeah. In that, you know? yeah the camera's I was a beast
3: <laughs> it's a beast of a camera much.
4: yeah I was, yeah i actually forgot i had the uh the Mamiya 645 oh, for a little bit. So yeah. I was bringing that one everywhere, but I didn't like that camera too much. So I ended up mm. uh, selling it. But um now I don't really. I, I used to bring like a camera literally every time I left the house, I'd have one of them. But now I don't really bring them like, unless I know in advance I'd be, you know, shooting uh, with someone. But if I do, uh, now that I have the Mamiya 7, I'll bring that because it's so light. Yeah. Yeah. But. As y'all know like you can't get close with that camera yeah, so yeah. i kind of have to bring the rb2 as an yeah. rb as well i mean yeah it's just I, yeah i try to make it work you know like i gotta gotta clock in so i try and just use it to my advantage
3: yeah listen i mean we all have had you know day jobs while we're figuring this out and i think like that's how you get ahead though mm-hmm. like that's how if you're like on your break being like what can i do or, or like what, like as soon as I land, I'm going to go do a, a photo shoot. Like, that's like really inspiring, honestly.
4: It's like, I mean, man, we only have a certain amount of time, right? And like these people are working all around, you know, people are really putting in the hours and, and working. So, it, we, yeah, I just, it's inspiring to me to see everyone else really growing in their creativity. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I can't let, you know, mandatory things like work stop me. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But how can I use it as a bridge to do like yeah. what I really want to do? Um, So I'll like, I'll try and like schedule layovers in New York like So I'm not working. Okay. I'll be here for like 20 hours. Like what can I do in this time?
2: That's smart though. That's a great job for, yeah. for what you're trying to
4: do too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah,
3: it's, it's, it's totally perfect. perfect.
4: Yeah. So if like I said earlier, I don't love it, but it, it works for, it works.
3: Yeah, it, it won't be long, John, I can tell you. Yeah, keep it doing be what long. you're doing. <laughs> you're, not, with, not with, you know, that, that kind of drive. That's it's really
4: cool. I appreciate y'all.
0: Yeah.
2: We'll be right back with a listener question for John right after this message from our sponsor.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify.
2: Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our patreon only developing hang nights we've done a bunch of these already we develop film we talk shop we have fun we also try to get a former guest to join us for these so if that sounds like something you're interested in head over to patreon.com analog talk thanks guys
3: all right. So this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from a friend of the show, Raphael, 2071 photo. And he asked, on the subject that absolutely does not get talked about enough is how to properly photograph darker skin tones. Do you have any advice for what to look out for to best portray what someone looks like in real life? And then he goes on to say, this is a, this is a huge one for me. My priority is always someone's skin tones because mine was often not accurate, accurately photographed when I was growing up.
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great question. That is a very that's a really important question. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, I've been there. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. Like you get pictures back of yourself and you're like, why do I look orange? You're like, mm. what's going on right now? Mm. I think it's um, a couple of things. The first thing that comes to mind is kind of what I mentioned earlier is that um, especially if you go to a lab to have your film skin, they don't know exactly how that image is supposed to look. So right. for, in my experience, they often mess up the skin tones, like everything else that's like natural, like the sky and the grass mm-hmm. and the trees will be perfect. But sometimes, and given they don't know, they weren't there, so they don't know, but the skin tones would be off. Um, so for me, I had to learn how to go to Lightroom, go into Photoshop and get it back to what I know is right. And that's digital or film, just, just with the image, just making sure it's true and, and an honest representation of that person and just taking the time to do that.
3: Yeah.
4: Now I'm a bit faster, but learning it used to take me, it would take me days to finish one picture because I was yeah. like, Oh, it's, it's, it is too orange or it is a little too yellow. They don't look right. But I think it's important to take the time personally to uh, kind of on the post processing side, right? To kind of get color-wise the image to where it should be. But also it's lighting, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think um, obviously you have to be thoughtful and intentional like the way you're lighting your subject, your model. The way that you would expose for a scene or what's exposed for like meter a scene with yeah. like a lighter skin model might not be the same as mm-hmm. a darker skin model. You might end up silhouetting them or like doing something you don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. And so i see a good tip if you're really unsure and you're using film, if you have a digital camera, bring that, put your mm-hmm. settings in, take a picture. Does this is look okay lighting wise? If it's too dark, change it. Let's say, if you're, say you're at a, you know, f8, put it down to f5.6. Maybe you'll look a little better with that one stop with added light. Because right. sometimes with the light meter, it's like, yeah, you're, you're good. You know, f8 mm-hmm. at 1 over 100, whatever, like it looks good. Yeah. And you'll get it back, like this is way too yeah. dark. Um, right. but if you're really unsure, get a failsafe, get a camera. Take a I, I still do that sometimes. If I'm yeah. in a, a lighting situation where I'm unsure about, I'll bring my digital, take a picture just to be sure. Because the last thing I want is for someone to not like the way they look, right? Right. And so, who cares mm-hmm. how you got the final image? Just make sure it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Take the time to make sure your light is good, your metering correctly, um, because I, I the light meters will lie to you. If it's happened to me. Like you'll they do. And sometimes it can be cool. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. Like yeah. Things will be exposed properly, but sometimes what's most important won't yeah, be. Um, yeah. That just happens. That and then if your color is off, just fix it. You know, take the time to get it back to where it should be. And that kind of comes with taking a lot of pictures. And you're like, nah, like I know what this mm-hmm. shade looks like, actually. And right. you'll be better as a photographer for it. And your clients will love you for it because they'll be like, yeah, this is how it you know.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's really, that's a really good idea. And I while you were saying that I was thinking even like a, like an iPhone reference photo of, you know, just of what the day looked like.
4: I've, uh, I've used that if I didn't have my uh, digital with me. um, If someone was there and took like a BTS shot Mm -hmm. of what was going Mm -hmm. on, or a video even I'm like, I've literally been like, Oh, that was the color of that jacket or that was what that looked like, right? Because I, you know, you forget. I'm like, was it was it turquoise or was it like a? <laughs> yeah, blue? yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, um, having a reference is yeah. I'm, I don't. know why I forgot about an iPhone. You can totally use your iPhone. You don't need a digital camera. Well,
2: you digital know? digital yeah, cameras yeah. are great for especially if you're using like lights and stuff like that. I used to always, yeah. you know, always pop a couple shots if I'm using flashes with my, you know, with my Nikon before I went in with like the RV or something like that. So sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Good
3: question. We're so spoiled. We didn't get to do that back. They had to just do it. You know, Polaroid. Yeah.
2: Good
3: answer. Good Thank questions. you, Raphael. Okay. So now
2: The tough questions.
3: One of our favorite <laughs> questions, a tough one. Maybe not. Depends. If you had to pick one camera, you're stranded on a desert island. You only get one camera for the rest of your life. <sighs> what would it be and why?
4: This question. I know. I forgot y'all <laughs> asked this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, I would have pre thought about this. I don't know. <laughs> I probably would. I think it's got to be the Mamiya RB Six mm, I know everyone yeah, says it. Yeah, I was like, if I he know, doesn't say that,
3: I'm gonna be gotta, shocked and. I bald. mean, it
4: doesn't take a battery. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. I can use it to crack open a coconut or, or something. One hundred percent. You know, I could like. I don't know. It's like there's no electronics, you know. Like, come on, I can like flip open the uh, viewfinder, use it to as like a water collector. You know, a lot of uses. Yeah.
2: There are. There it's are a lot of uses. It's like That's a great camera, though. It's. It's. I always say that I'm going to be buried with mine. Like, I love mine. It's definitely going to come in. Yeah. Come with.
4: It feels like an extension of my hand at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I just use it so much. I just. It's the one camera. I just. I don't have to think about it anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just very comfortable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I definitely bring that one.
3: I just recently acquired That's one. That's right. I, had, I, I forgot a, you have one. I know. Yeah. Oh,
4: you got one. Mm-hmm. How do you feel?
3: I feel. I feel good. It's a. It's. It's. It's a wonderful. It's for to me. It's just a like what I thought about myself. I was right. It's just. It's just too, too heavy, heavy
4: for you. Yeah. So I don't.
3: I don't reach for it. I reach for the Hasselblad. You know.
4: Oh, see, I, yeah. So I got my friend is borrowing my Yashica, and she gave me this. Oh. So oh, oh yeah. Hence. It everyone thinks it's a Hasselblad, oh, yeah. it's not. It's a nice Veronica. I don't even know which model this is. I, I don't I, know. But it's 6x6, six six and I don't know. It feels like a Hasselblad to me. I, I like think it. It. it's
2: the SQ. I could be wrong.
4: I feel Veronica. like that sounds right. I tried to Google the manual, but it doesn't say anywhere on here. It's it's but beautiful, I though. I'm sure it's like the SQ, SQ2 or SQA. Yeah, or yeah,
2: like mm-hmm. yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I've been loving square format lately. It's all I really shoot. Too, yeah, me
4: too. Medium format-wise. Yeah. Right. I only shoot six seven, but take like this is the first six six I've shot in literally years, and I'm like, oh, I kind of get it, yeah, now. yeah. Like it, it's way less to think about. You just kind of aim it and yep. like it comp- itself sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah.
3: Okay, that was a, that was a good good answer to that question. Now we have part two. Um, is there anything that you really want and don't have? Are you lusting after anything? Do you have any white whale cameras that you really, like? Hope I get.
1: Mm.
4: You know, for a long time, it was the Mamiya 7, and that trade kind of fell to my lap, being able to trade the RZ for one. Yeah. And uh, I'm really happy with it, but man, now that I have that, I think the only camera will be like a Context G2, mm. the mm. Uh, 35. Those cameras, like, I've never seen a photo I didn't love that was shot by yeah. that camera.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, And it has that Context flash that comes with mm-hmm. it. it yeah, It's so... Bright, like like it just um, it's incredible. It's really good, especially for fashion work. I see like I've seen lots of like editorial shot with it. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's it's hard to take a bad photo. I know it's cliche to say, but like it's just it's too good. <laughs> it's so yeah. true so, Yeah, yeah I, if I could get one of those one day, like I get that over a Leica or something. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can
2: see. I mean, with the autofocus and stuff. I mean, yeah.
4: I know. Yeah, it's the and I think that one has like a some sort of it's not tracking, but it's like a. Tracking sort of auto focus, it's better than the G1 as far as the yeah, auto focus. Yeah.
3: I have the G1 and
4: yeah, not, not great.
3: Some, some, some issues with the the focusing.
4: Thank uh, you for telling I almost got a G1 because I was, I was cheaping up. And uh, yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, if I would say get it, try it, and then you could always like, because yeah, the value it, you know? is going
2: to keep going up on them. So, I mean, get yeah. one, try it yeah. out, use it for a trade later. And I've had
3: mine, it was my mine was like one of the first cameras I got when I got back into film. So like I'll never let mine go, mm-hmm. um, and I do I do use it in the situation like you were talking about. Like I I need the autofocus. I'm going to be indoors. I'm going I want the flash. You know, I'll take it to a wedding or something. Yeah. And when it hits,
4: <laughs> I <good>. know. <laughs> I, I don't have a good camera for that sort of situation. Like I got one of those. You know those kind of digital film hybrids. Like it looks like a DSLR. Like Canon has them. Nikon has them. They're like it will be like the EOS One N or the EOS. Uh, they, they they look like DSLR cameras, but they're yeah, yeah yeah mm-hmm.
3: oh, yeah Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah.
4: But I have one of those, and um, it's just not as compact as like a contacts. Yeah, would be so you got to attach right. like, a big flash to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're just huge, and I'm like, they're good. And You can put good glass on them, but it's just not.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to lug around. Yeah, yeah. yeah to have too much, to have something too much like to bring around. real tight that you can use. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, good answer. Another good answer.
3: Yeah, another good answer.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
3: John.
4: <laughs> yeah, this, this is was great. awesome. I'm hyped. Y'all are great. Thank you so much for having yeah. me on here.
3: We can't wait to to see where, what's next for you because, like it's I said. It's coming.
4: <laughs> yep. It's coming. Thank you, guys. I appreciate yeah. the, uh, the kind words. There's yes, been a lot yes. from y'all.
3: Where can everybody check you out? Where can they find your Instagram? Uh, Twitter? Yeah, Instagram. And-
4: Twitter, it's all the same i really just use instagram um but it's uh john flies spelled j-h-n-f-l-y-s yeah same for twitter websites Johnfliesco. uh so yeah that's, that's me awesome on there sharing photos
3: yeah. good vibes love it love it timothy where are you
2: guys i'm on instagram twitter granary tiktok all that Jeez. stuff at timothy makeups wow (laughs) and uh i also have some uh old youtube videos floating around easiest way to find those just go to youtube search timothy makeups you'll find a bunch of that stuff there and i have a website guess what it's called www.timothymakeups.com as well so that's that's about where i'm at chris where are you
3: so i am chris b photo on yeah all the all of those things Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh youtube as well crispy photo um we are analog talk pod on twitter and analog talk podcast on instagram and i've also started blogging again yeah i so saw that
2: congrats that's fun so i'm wow. trying to like
3: keep going with that so i'm gonna keep just keep, keep me accountable going. keep doing yeah. it
4: keep it going
3: so yeah that's, that's it. it john thank you thank you thank you this <laughs> is awesome time
4: off. thank you again
3: all right we'll see you in the next one guys bye, bye.
2: All right. First off, Kristen, I would like to thank John for coming on the show. Thanks so much, man. It was such a pleasure having you, getting to hear your backstory, just filling our passion again for this photography thing. It was a blast. And we definitely can't wait to see what the future holds for your work. We're we're super stoked for you, John. Thanks again for coming on the show. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon Developing Hang Nights over there and a bunch of other stuff. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. Patreon.com slash analog talk. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. John, thanks again for coming on the show. And until next week, we'll see you with an all new episode. Later.